Hello people and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Halves Show. Joining me again this week, our regular Osama. How you been, my bro? You good? Yeah, man. I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Obviously, uh, it's a bit of a different show this week, given uh, the circumstances and uh, the football being cancelled over the weekend in respect to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. But at the same time, it was the opening weekend of the NFL, so there is plenty to talk about and to discuss from that. We'll also be doing a little series that we want to start doing, uh, especially in the more quiet weeks or international breaks and things. And uh, what we're going to be doing is a series of different drafts uh, where we create an 11 based on a certain criteria. This week, Sam, what are your thoughts on the criteria chosen for this week? Obviously, we're going to be doing a non-top 6, 11 draft from the Premier League. You think it's going to be a good one, yeah? Yeah, man, it's a juicy one. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I think think you can make a a lot of good teams with it, honestly. mm. I think there's so many good players that you can easily make a very good 11, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, obviously we'll start with the NFL this week rather than the football. We'll come back to it, try and listen through and join us on this. I know you were watching this weekend, this Sunday. <laughs> the NFL finally kicked off. Yeah. And what a way to start it. Genuinely, genuinely one of the best weekends I've seen in a long time from the NFL. It just reminded me why it's, for me, the most entertaining sport. It was just nuts, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was... Um a really good opening weekend for the NFL. And yeah, I was m- I'm more pumped now for the season. Yeah, so honestly, um, my favourite thing about this weekend was the, the number of comebacks. It kind of reminded me why I just love this spot so much because because of how analytical it is, teams go into halftime and the game's always going to change. You will hardly ever see just teams running away with it with a, like no kind of answer from the other team. It was a perfect example of that for me this weekend. Um, we'll obviously be going through a couple of the standout games for sure. I think what we we are going to do as we go through the NFL season, I want us to obviously try and bring in new people to the sport. And the majority of our listeners are mainly kind of uh, football fans. So what I want to do, I want to do a little thing every week with someone where you're obviously you're into the sport, but you're quite new yourself. Yeah. But so what I want to do is do a little segment every time we do talk about the NFL and ask a question regarding American football, the rules, how it's played, the aim, whatever it might be, and I can answer it for you, and then obviously the listeners can get into it a bit more through that. So, fire at me, go on. We'll do okay. the first one this week. What's your question for this week regarding American football? So how's uh, points based within the NFL at all? Good question, good question. And I think a lot of people would wonder that, because a lot of people think it's like rugby, and it really, really isn't. Mm. There are a lot of ways to score points. Obviously, the main two are something called a touchdown, which is obviously when you get the ball into the end zone of your opponent. That gives you six points, and then you kick a field goal. That gives you the extra point. Seven in total, six plus one. The other way, obviously, is to kick a field goal where you kick it, and it's a three points. Now, the reasons why people go for different approaches is depending on the game situation. The basic rule of the game is obviously I want to carry this ball into the end zone, but I have to do it in 10-yard increments. And I get four chances to move the ball 10 yards and then another four chances and so on and so on. Obviously, if I'm down to my fourth chance and I'm still nine yards away from where I need to be, sometimes it's easier for me just to kick and get three points. There are other ways of getting points. 
something called a safety. That's when your quarterback is tackled in your own end zone and so on. So there are different ways to score points, but these are the main two. And I think for anyone getting into the sport, that's the basic information that they need. And and once they start watching it, they can kind of carry that through and uh, and get used to it and enjoy it, really. But as we do start looking back at the games, let's start with the game on Sunday night. So the, the Cowboys, obviously, hosting the Buccaneers. Um, Dak Prescott got injured late in the game. It wasn't the most entertaining of games, but Tom Brady did his thing. They got the win, 19-3, big deficit. The Dallas Cowboys didn't look great, to be fair. No. But what were your thoughts on Dak's injury? How how bad do you think that is for the Cowboys? I think it's a really bad injury. Because I think reading the report, it said that it's he said that he's going to be out um, for eight weeks. Yeah, eight, weeks. eight games, which for a quarterback is massive. Because if he's your number one quarterback going into the season, and him getting injured in your first game, I think they need to look at someone else to come in and replace him for that for them. Yeah, eight 100%. weeks. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're definitely suffering with a choice not to get a backup. Yeah. Um, I thought they should have gone for someone in the summer, uh, in the off-season, but I'm surprised as to why they haven't. Yeah, 100%. I think, like you said, eight weeks. That's basically half half the season now. Yeah. Who who do you think they should uh, go and get? Because there, there's a couple of names flying out there. Who stands out for you as uh, an option to get? Uh, I think for me, I'd have to say Jimmy G. Um, mm. I think reason being... He's now become second choice for the 49ers. Uh, obviously, because they've given Trey Lance uh, the number one position. I think he's yeah, got that's, the, that's a good choice, yeah, I think. I think he's got enough experience and he's been in the game long enough. And obviously for them, they need experience within the quarterback position. And yeah, yeah why not? I think that's, that's a very, very good option. I do think the, the 49ers... I can understand if the 49ers are reluctant to do it, given, like you mentioned, his experience. But I think that's a, a very good shout, a very good shout, because Jimmy G, some people might call him a game manager, but maybe that's what mm. the Cowboys need, just to carry them through the next eight weeks and then just try and grind out results using their defense. Yeah, I, I do worry for them because this is the first year where I look at that division and you know the NFC East has been called the NFC Least. <laughs> but now... They're the only team in that division without a win in week one. Philly getting a nice win. You see Washington really impressed me. Carson Wentz in his debut for them really impressed me. The Giants getting out a result when no one expected them to. Yeah. I think it comes at a bad time for the Cowboys, and I do wonder whether they will be making the playoffs. It's, it's going to be a tough one for them, I think. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, moving on to uh, yesterday's, uh, last night's game, should I say. Russ going to the Seahawks and losing. Wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. I, most people, even the Seahawks fans, would have said, yeah, they're going to come. They're going to absolutely destroy us. The Seahawks are in a bit of a rebuild. Gino's at quarterback. Not the greatest. Mm. They grind out a result. 17-16. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone saw it coming for the opening weekend. For myself, I was shook. I thought, you know what, this is like complete domination. But uh, I was surprised as to how Seahawks came in and Actually got the dub. Yeah, well, where do you think where do you think that Denver lost it? Because there's been a lot of talk about the coaching. Now, even though I understand the decision, I do find it a bit weird how, in the third quarter, twice they were shut out at the goal line, and then uh, come on that that game losing 
drive. Wow, like the decision making just shocked me. Choosing to sh- to to kick from that far out. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I was actually fuming as to why the coach actually decided to do that. It's I thought it was a stupid tactic. And yeah, he had like a better chance for his kicker making like the second longest NFL goal uh, in history. So why make stupid play at a worst possible time for this? Yeah, game? like you've paid Russ crazy money. Mm. Why not trust him to get you five yards and then kick? You know, they they had 60 seconds left by the time the previous play ended. They could have moved it five yards, trust him. If he doesn't get it, you're going to lose anyway because, you know, you're probably not yeah. going to, like you said, the second longest field goal in NFL history was probably not going to hit. Mm. It, was a, it was a weird one, but I was very impressed with the Seahawks, very impressed by how they managed to come through and, and the fans really, really turned up for them last yeah. night. They were so loud. You know, I saw Denver get a couple of penalties because of how loud the fans were. It was... It was an astonishing mm. atmosphere, and it was definitely the rust factor that mm. made them want to beat him. I don't think a lot of people have many expectations for the Seahawks, but for Denver, that's a blow. That's a, especially yeah. in the division that they're in, where every single win is going to count. Uh, speaking of the the division, yeah, Patrick Mahomes said, "Do not <laughs> disrespect my name." Put some respect in his name. Oh my yeah. God. The guy loses for the first time in, uh, you know, as early as he did in the fashion that he did yeah. last season. And people, oh yeah, Alan's the best. Alan's the, you know, the better quarterback. Alan's the one who's going to carry the NFL forward. He's the face of the league. Forgetting that Mahomes is the guy who beat him. Yeah. Forgetting that Mahomes is the guy who people talk about as being on that GOAT trajectory the disrespect to his name and he comes out over 300 yards, five touchdowns. Could have been six, but he was feeling charitable for the rookie <laughs> running back. Honestly, what a performance by Pi Patrick. Yeah, for honestly, he was outstanding to be fair. 144 passing rating. Yeah, mad. Just shows this guy's insane. Like he's the go after Tom Brady. I'd he's say. he's oh, the one upcoming. guy in the current generation where I think He's got goat something status. to threaten yeah. to threaten Tom Brady's goat status mm. because the guy is just unbelievable. I mean, the way he just drags his team. For sure. I think he has every potential to get to that level. But I think it's just getting as many rings as Tom Brady for sure. Absolutely. It's the rings, it's the rings argument, obviously, yeah. more than anything else. And the way he just shares the ball with everyone, it's just he, he makes it work as a team. Yeah, man, for sure. I think um, a lot of pundits and fans were saying, look how he's going to miss Tyreek and so on. Didn't miss like, him Yeah, didn't right, look like bro. I missed him, to be I fair. I mean, to, to be fair, Tyreek did his thing in Miami being mm. the Patriots, but you're right. Didn't miss him one bit. And honestly, I was I was just so impressed. Shout out to the Vikings for absolutely slapping the Packers. <laughs> Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. That was a crazy game in the rain. I think the slight experience Fields had showed over Trey Lance, who... Didn't look too great in his debut, but I'm sure he's going to have a good career. But yeah, we could literally sit here talking all day about them. But I think we'll we'll park it there with the NFL. As the weeks go on in the season, we'll obviously be talking about it more. Uh, and the more people are familiar with it, I'm sure we'll have more comments and discussions regarding it. Moving on to football. So we're going to come on to the draft that we're going to do. And that's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. But mm. before we do... 
we got to talk about the news that literally broke the day we posted our last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's going to seem very late now because Graham Porter is going to be taking his first game in charge tomorrow. But to shell sacked by Chelsea, this week has been full of stories from Chelsea behind the scenes, Todd Bowley. What, first of all, what do you make of Tuchel getting sacked by Chelsea? I think uh, a lot of fans, as Chelsea fans as well as neutrals, were surprised as to how quick he got sacked. Yeah. I think six games into the season, no one expected that to happen. Um, they were on a rad, bad run of form, but to say that you've backed this manager throughout the summer, giving him six games within the Premier League season and then sacked him off, it just shows that Chelsea, I don't know whether they're trying to be as ruthless as they were with Abramovich. Or I just thought, okay, you know what? This guy's not for us. See you later. I find, I find the timing weird, like you said. Mm. I, I said this before, and I said it two weeks ago on the podcast. We put the clip out, and you know, I've been saying it to, to the boys since Todd Bowley came in, and that Tuchel was gone. My reasoning for it was very simple. New owners come in 99 times out of 100, and we're going to appoint a new manager. So in Newcastle, we see it with almost any takeover. Yeah. Him being sacked didn't surprise me. What did surprise me was the timing. You either wait until around Christmas, give him time to gel in and see how he does with the new players you've bought him and then sack him if he doesn't do well or sack him before the window closes, not four days after the window's closed when there was obviously disagreements on players that the ownership wanted and the manager wanted like Cristiano Ronaldo, for example. Yeah, I think... Because there's a lot of stories that came out saying that obviously he's rejected Cristiano twice. Uh, there's certain players that he wanted himself, that he wanted the team to get. And yeah, they, they backed him. And for some reason, they just didn't give him enough time. Like I think the Aubameyang signing, I think he's played... That 50- was probably an example of a player yeah. that they did back him with. But I, I think like, as an owner, if you wanted Ronaldo that badly, that that disagreement was one of the reasons you sacked the manager. Mm. Why not do it before the window closes yeah. and then sign Ronaldo anyway? There was obviously more information in the last couple of days about how he's been in contact with Graham Potter ever since the Cucurella signing, which is mad, it's by the crazy. way. Which, listen, mm. it happens in America with coaches and stuff that owners are in contact, but it doesn't usually happen in the Premier League that an owner is texting another manager and then hires that ma- other manager like a month down the line. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? I think I've got another point in that because... Uh, I think reading some stories, it was that um, Tuchel himself was also doing the more of the transfer side of it yeah. instead of just being a coach as a head coach. So I think he had a lot of yes and no's for certain players. And obviously as a coach, you just want to focus on the team, not the whole background behind it of yes and no to certain players. So yeah. that, I think that didn't really help him to be fair as all. Well. No, 100%. And obviously they're lacking a sporting director at the moment. They're looking for one. But what I found interesting that Todd Bowley was doing all of that with zero experience. Like he was in control of a situation mm. that he had no idea about. Now, they've made good signings. And Graham Potter, for me, in, in isolation, without the Tuchel side of it... He's a really good manager. He is incredible. I think he is an absolutely transformational coach. I think he is someone I was worried that top six team would get him. Chelsea have got him. I do have question marks, though, because of the ownership because of how involved they're going to be. Are they going to let Potter build a side in his image like we've seen him do at Brighton? I worry for that because he is genuinely England's answer to the elite coaches that we see from every other country. He's that good. 
he's someone who analysts question how he's able to get his teams to create such a high XG with the quality of the players he has. Mm. Well, I think we see two seasons ago, you know, he was in the top four in XG created. Like he's genuinely very, very elite on the tactical side of things, on the coaching side of things. How do you think that interference is going to affect him and, and how he, he builds his team? I think, listen to his interviews. Um, I think he's more than happy to just sit back and just do the coaching side of it. I think, obviously, because there's no transfer windows until January. So he's predominantly just working on the players, um, trying to implement his style. And, yeah, I think for his sake, he just wants to not interfere with anything that's happening with the board and then just focus on trying to improve the players. But what if the board aren't interfering with him? What if Boli's telling him you're going to play this player you're going to play that player don't you think that's going to hold him back I think for sure it will but he would have probably had this discussion before joining Chelsea like he must have said to him look leave the football side into me that's all yeah, he needs to focus I, on I agree but I think if if the ownership is getting too mm. involved that's going to hold you back as a manager in my opinion yeah so I think it's going to I, I sure. do worry for him at Chelsea I, I genuinely do because of the ownership if the ownership sit back and let him do his thing I think he should be fine but don't you but think because they've given him a five-year contract. They no, trust. they definitely believe in him, mm. but there's a difference between me saying, I believe in you, but then I'm going to try and force players on you, for example. Yeah. If, if, if he comes next summer and he says, I want Ronaldo, Potter's not going to say, yes, please. Potter's not going to want Ronaldo. He doesn't mm. suit him. But what What's do you think? Bowley's reaction going to be? Do you know what I'm trying to say? So like, yeah, when, it's, when it gets to situations like that, I, I do worry for how that dynamic might work. I do think once they get a sporting director, it might help the situation because mm. then he's going to understand what the needs of Potter are. And um, yeah, okay. it'll be interesting to see how he does. I, I think regardless of how he performs at Chelsea, Ray and Potter has a big career in football. True. But wh- where do you think Chelsea would be right now with Potter until the end of the season? It what's, definitely what's improves their, their... Listen, if you're not City or Spurs or Liverpool in my opinion your mm. goal is to finish top four I think even if you are Liverpool your goal is to just finish top four this season the goal is clear top four for him okay. I think they have do I think they've got a better chance with Potter I don't know Tuchel's a very good manager let's not yeah. disrespect Tuchel even though I knew he was going to get sacked I do question it might take him a season it wouldn't shock me if they made top four though. Okay. definitely wouldn't shock me what about well, you do you think they'd get a trophy on the way FA Cup. Listen, trophies for me is a lot of it is down to luck. Luck of the draw, luck of the day. It it doesn't it doesn't reflect how good of a team you are winning an FA Cup or a League Cup. If they do, oh, listen, they've got it in them to win it. They've mm. got the players. They've got the quality on the day to beat anyone. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do. But in terms of a sign of progress, they can make top four. Mm. I wonder if they do though. It's going to okay. be a fight. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. To be fair, there's a lot of teams that. Top six, two of the big six are not going to make it. Um, speaking of the top six, what we are going to move <laughs> on to now is the uh, non-top six Premier League draft. So, Osama, I'm sure we've both got names in our heads. So I want to ask mm. you first, how do you want to go about doing this? Do you want to start goalkeeper to striker? Pick any position at any time and one by one. How do you want to do it? But I think if we keep it open, it's interesting, you know. So what we'll do is, We'll flip a coin. What do you say, heads or tails? To heads. Okay, heads, okay. We'll start. Okay, that's heads. So you're starting first. Right, so any position, 
Go. Lock in right now. Early. Uh, Wilfred Zaha. Easily. Really? Easily. Wow. Up okay. There. I mean, listen, That's ball, absolute baller, right? But left wing position, locked in. Where are you going to play him? Lo- uh, left wing. Left okay, wing, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll play like a 4-3-3 slash 4-2-3-1 essentially, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that so works. like three midfielders slash an attacking midfielder. Either way, okay. uh, it's fine with me. Right, what I'm going to do, I've got a couple of names written. I mean, getting ready. I've got my so sorted. I'm going to go for that defensive midfield position. I'm going to get that out of the I way. Know going for. Lock it down. Declan Rice. Oh, first, first, first. I think Rice Declan is a good player. Rice, bro. Easy, easy choice for me. No, I think he's a really good player, but I don't know if he's a top six worthy team. Even he's definitely, bro. He's there. He starts for he starts for every single one of the top six, in my opinion. Maybe he starts for United. He starts for every single Arsenal. one of the top six. He didn't start ahead of Rodri. Um, bro, have you seen they've been Rodri? playing Calvin Phillips a lot there now? He starts ahead of... Bro, he's as good as uh, Calvin Phillips <sighs> and Rodri, I, I love Phillips for me. If you give City Rice, he's starting. I don't think so. He's starting. He ahead just of is. Rodri and Calvin. You think Calvin Phillips is better than Declan Rice? Easily. Give me anything that, Decla- that Calvin Phillips is better than Declan Rice at. Uh, his passing. He isn't. Declan Rice is an elite passer. No, I'm saying he's forward passing. Declan, Declan Rice is a better forward passer than... I, don't, I doubt that, man. I mean, he, 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 is. he literally is. You cannot argue I think that he Phillips brings, okay. is better than Rice. That's a ridiculous argument. Right, you can go for your second choice. Second choice, I'm looking in St. Maxi, man. Right wing. Ah, man. Bro, ski. I was going to go for St. Max, you know. Bro, ski, this guy is I was going to go for St. Max. There's he is too good to be Imagine fair. having Zaha and St. Max, man. I'm going to go for my centre-back, and I think this guy is the best centre-back outside the top six. I think, you know, that... You know, a modern centre back, especially, I swear if you given his player. passing ability, is so good. Bro, don't right? you dare. Uh huh. Um, Wakim Anderson, straight in. Straight uh, in. Yeah, he's a good player, but. Wakim Anderson is elite, bro. You know, to be fair, Crystal Palace played really well from the back. I think. The, he's had, he had the most switches mm. in the Premier League last season. No, for me, I, I think he's a quality centre back. I'm not. He, I think he's that. the best centre back outside the top six. I want to say the best. To. Easily the best for me. I wouldn't say the best. I say he's up there. I think another one that I'd probably name that's not on my list would probably be Diego Carlos if he was fit. Who have you got next third? Your third player? Uh, I'm locking this player in, boys. I'm not even going to cap. Ivan Tony, that front three Yo, is lethal. Yo, man, you're just taking my players, man. Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony's the best striker outside of the top six. I think six. Th- there's two. Him and Mitrovic. And that's who I'm going for next. I've got Mitrovic. If I didn't get Tony, I was going to get Mitrovic. Both of them are... M- the perfect number nine. I think you got the best, better one. I'm not gonna lie. Me and people might disagree. I think, but uh, I think yeah. Tony's so good. T- Tony's gonna find himself at Chelsea or United in the summer. Yeah, I think Tony can make a top six easily. He's easily. he is he he's is very very good. He's upcoming. got everything in his game to to be a top top level player. I I really love his yeah, game. Yeah, I love his penalties as well. I love his guys. Stone cold penalty taker. I love his game. I love his ego. You have to have. I don't like play people who say players shouldn't have egos. I really don't. No, no, I think egos are good I, for the I team. I love the fact that he's got an ego, I'll be honest. Who are you going for next? No, no, it's us. Oh, you've gone for Mitrovic, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I've gone for Mitrovic. I'm locking in camp position. The Broski. I know who you're going to say. Felipe Coutinho. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. For me, this Ooh, guy. Yuck. Oh, my days. Bro, he's you're, you're being footballer. nostalgic now. No, no, I'm being for sure. You're being nostalgic now, bro. For me, Felipe Coutinho. Talk about right now, 2022. Yeah, right now, 2022, I'll take him in heartbeat. This guy's vision—that's interesting to say the least. His weight of his pass, 
in the final third is crazy. So I'm going to counteract your 10 with my 10. James Madison, bro. I think he's a good player. Easily, I think. 2022, I'm, I'm taking him over Coutinho for sure. Bro, Felipe Coutinho is a Champions League winner. But that's the past, bro. It doesn't matter right now. No, I'm saying James Madison is a quality player. Yeah, but you can't but say Coutinho won a Champions League. It doesn't matter. Uh, who are you going for next? Uh, obviously, I have to lock in Ruben Neves next to him. It's a nice midfield you got there. So you've got sitting Ruben Neves. Just in front, you've got Felipe Coutinho. Yeah, you just need one. Oh, to be fair, Neves was someone I was looking for. And I'm, you know, I'm, I might just do this where I just match, match who you go for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've got a couple of ones that are different. But, uh, so obviously, I've got Declan Rice. I've got Madison in front. And I'm going to put the- Guimarães next to him. Okay. Guimarães is a very nice... It was between him and, obviously, ex-teammate Paqueta. I think, obviously, Paqueta just signed. He hasn't done it uh, yeah. yet. But Guimarães... You know, he's shown it already for Newcastle, his quality. I'm locking him in definitely for my team. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my midfield complete. Uh, Declan Rice with marriage, Madison. I think that's a solid midfield. Bro, uh, but, um, I'm locking in my final midfielder. Go on, who, who are you going for next? James Ward-Prowse. Wow. Bro, do you know what? This is the that thing. Yeah, I'm not even going to slate that because elite. Ward-Prowse for me, every time I watch him, I'm confused. Honestly, his technique is... One of the best in the world but on the ball. It's not even his technique. I this don't guy, know why he's still at Southampton every time I watch him. It's not even his technique. It's his leadership, his off-the-ball play, and this guy's vision. Look at that midfield. Ruben Neves, Coutinho, and Ward-Prowse. Yeah, that's that, uh, you got a nice midfield. I think mine's better, I ain't going to lie. Uh, that's Kev. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with mine. I'll be honest with you. I'm happy with mine. For n- next, I'm going to lock in straight away the goalkeeper position. Now, there's Let three, I think, who are very good. And you're probably going to go for one of them. Um, but for me, well, there's right? four, actually. Uh, Robert Sanchez, Raya, yeah. um, Dean Henderson, Henderson, and Nick Pope. Pope yeah. was one of them four. <laughs> and same I think man, this same. is the thing. Whoever we both go for, we're both cooking in the yeah, goalkeeper yeah. position. So what I'm going to go for is, I, I want to be biased and say Henderson, but you know what? Let me be a little bit less biased and, and just say, uh, Robert Sanchez. I think Robert Sanchez has a lot to his game. Um, I think he's. I think Dean Henderson might be better, but I think with the dynamic of the team I'm going for, I'm taking Robert Sanchez. Who are you going for? Uh, uh, for who's me, you, what's your next player? It doesn't have to be the same yeah. position. Obviously. No, no. Honestly, I've I've thought about it, and for me, it was a keeper. Is for me, it's Raya. I think this guy's. Yeah, we both go for keeper. Spanish keepers outside the top six. Look, look, he can play the ball with his. He can play the ball out, out the back. Yeah. Um, he's a good shot stopper and he's a good one-on-one keeper. Yeah, he's, he's, so he's absolutely yeah. quality, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for someone we both rate for, for the next position and I'm going to lock down that right wing position and I'm going to go for Neto. Right wing? Yeah, I'm playing him right yeah, wing. He play, listen, he plays across all the front three, a little bit like Zaha, but I'm, I'm definitely going to be playing him right wing. He's got that left foot and cut in with it. Yeah, I'm going to go for, for my guy Neto. Do you think he starts ahead of Zaha and St. Maximum? No chance. I think he's more effective than than Maximan. Uh, I'm not no, too no, sure. No, no, no. Listen to what I said. Mm. I never said he's better. More effective, or, yeah. I said more effective. He's going to get you more numbers, in my opinion. He's going to stretch the team just as good. The other player I was considering was Jared Bowen, I'll be honest. Because he will uh, get you a lot. I think he's Jared had a really Bowen good season is such last an season. underrated player. He had a really good, good season last season. Yeah. This season, not so much. Yeah, but, That's you know, we're talking, obviously, the season has just started, isn't it? So, but yeah, anyway, who are you going for next? Um, so now I've just only got my defenders left. You left your defense to last, bro. Yeah, I've obviously course, got I've got one defender in there already, but yeah. 
I think for me, right back position, Kieran Trippier. I think he's got everything. Experience, uh, knows how to play the game, offers something going forward. Yeah, bit of experience, like you said. Easy, no-brainer. Yeah. Wait, have I picked a left winger yet? Uh, Unfortunately, I have not. I haven't, I haven't. Do you know what? I might... You know what? I might play Mr. Neto on the left. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna play him on the left, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jared Bowen on the right. That is a dry. That dry. is not dry. That's very you got good. Mitrovic up top. I've got a very nice combination up there. Oh, uh, listen, my, my attack takes us with listen. ease. Nah, nah, nah. With listen, ease. yours yours might get more votes because oh, you know, saucy players, whatever. But listen, saucy and listen, they produce everything. yeah. But listen, bro, numbers. My players are getting more numbers than yours. Ivan Tony, aside, obviously Ivan, Ivan Tony's, I rate him. Because class, of how this season. I'm from the wingers, bro, I'm, t- I'm telling you, mine are getting more numbers. I'm, I'm loving it, bro, I'll be honest with you. Go with your next pick, go with your next So, pick. obviously, I've got Kieran Trippier as right back. Centre back, I'd have to say, Louis Dunk. I know a lot of people, man, I've mm. had him. He's had six clean sheets. Sorry, five clean sheets out of six games. Yeah, but obviously, you can't and attribute all of that to he's him. He's a leader. This guy's a really good defender as well. So yeah. it's a no-brainer. But to be fair, Webster's arguably been better for them this season. Nah, you've got your own captain leading bro. your whole team in and out. You're seeing them idiots on Talk Sport comparing Webster to yeah. like Varane and no, stuff, bro. Like, obviously, I know that was over the top, but Webster's been having a class season, to be fair to him. Mine is an interesting pick for my other centre-back to partner, um, Anderson. Uh, and it's a player who's only been signed in the summer. So obviously, oh, so there's not him. a lot to take, take out from his performances, but I think he stood out. So much for me, bro. In that dare, game man. against Chelsea, you know who I'm gonna say, don't you? Don't you? Bella Kotchap. He dominated against Chelsea. He was very good against us as well, United. But Bella Kotchap. Listen, like I said, because he's a new and a lot of people might have him in their teams because you know we, he's just been signed in the summer. But what player? He he just has a presence. He's got a lot of pace with him. His his understanding of spacing is is elite as well. I think other centre back. I'm surprised he didn't choose himself. Young upcoming left back, uh, left centre back, left forward, good pass of the ball, strong. Who's that? Salasu. Salasu is a. Quality, I thought you were going to go for Botman, you know, because a lot of people had Botman. No, I had Botman, like, but I thought no, no, no. As a left centre back, you need someone yeah. ball passing. Maybe, yeah, physically maybe. Physically strong and good in the air, and why not? Mm, I like that. There. Uh, for my right back, and I know he plays left back sometimes. So I'm going to go right back. I'm playing him right back, Kyle Walker Peters. Good shot. And I know I've got two Southampton players in there, but bro, I've got a good mix of strength, height, ball playing ability, speed. Give us your final pick to complete your my, team. My left back, if I'm talking about current form, yeah, I'd have to say Matt Target from Newcastle. Nice, nice pick. But if I'm talking about overall better player, I'd have to say Lucas Dina. So you're going for Lucas Dina? Are you going for him? Uh, I think that's a solid pick. Class player. I don't think a lot of people would disagree with you on that, to be fair. I'm going to go for a guy who had um, a very good season last season. And that's Ait Nuri from Wolves. Yeah. It, he was class up, yeah. for, for Wolves last season. Um, I think, you know, a couple more good seasons like that. I think he gets himself a big move. Um, but I think that that definitely completes my, my mm. defense. I think I've got a nice balance throughout my team. Usama, I'll run through mine, run through yours. Um, and, and we'll see what, what our listeners have to say and, and who they're choosing. So mine is Robert Sanchez in goal, Ait Nuri left back, Anderson and Bella Kotchap centre back partnership, 
Declan Rice, Guimaraes in front with Madison playing the 10. Neto and Bowen as the wingers and Mitrovic as my nine. That's a decent team. Go, go through yours first. I still think mine's better. Go through um, yours. So I've got right in that. Right back, I've got Kieran Trippier. Partnering him in centre-back is Dunk and Salisu. And nice. Lucas Dinia as the left-back. Centre-defensive uh, mid, I've gone for none other than Ruben Neves. You're playing him by himself, I just realised. No, wow. trust me, fam. And then you've got right-hand side, Surprouse, Neves, and Felipe Coutinho as a okay. midfield three. I think, honestly, th- these guys offer you everything. Okay. Uh, and then the front three, none other than Zaha, Tony, and St. Maximin. That's that's an elite. Uh, I think uh, both very, My very competitive teams. I think mine probably beats yours. Yeah, yo, if I could have right. one player from yours, I'd definitely have Ivan Tony for sure. But I think my midfield wins me that game if they were to no play chance. against each no other. No sure. way. I think mine has more balance to it. But guys, give us your opinions. Give us your question, reactions question to our teams. Just before. Uh, and uh, yeah, go on. Who's which manager are you choosing to coach? To choose. Oh, are we saying non to- uh, non top six, six managers yeah, as well? Six. That's a great question. You know, right? See, the ca- the cash money one would have been great, possibly. That's a good one. You know, I'm trying. I've to got think. an easy one to fair. Really. I think there's two people for me that come to mind. I First think there's, I think the one that stands out for me, and I think I've got a feeling you're going to say him, uh-huh. but I'm going to say him before you, is Jesse March from Leeds. No. I think uh, I've I got Jesse really March well. uh, manager in mind, to be honest with you, off the top. Oh, actually, no, that. sorry, not Jesse March, Patrick Vieira. Ah. Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira is an elite manager. Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira should be at Arsenal. If Patrick Vieira was at Arsenal, I'd be so worried. Uh, uh, who's managing yours? That, to be fair, that one caught me off guard. I'm not gonna lie. Go on. Uh, for me, that has to go to two managers. I thought. Go okay. on. First one, uh, Thomas Frank from Brentford. I don't really. Secondly, don't like him. Or Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, I like. I like the shout of Eddie I Howe. Think them two, they're not scared to play their way against the big six. Eddie Howe can get his team into the uh, the, the top six this season for sure with the with mm. the level of signings they've made. To be fair, now thinking about it. I feel like I should have put Isaac as that number nine. Guys, let us know your thoughts on on which which of them teams win it for you. Before we leave, let's have a quick conversation about the little piece of news coming out from the NBA this week. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't wasn't the greatest piece. Like we said, it's the off-season, so not a lot comes out. But it was definitely something uh, interesting. And I think what it does, it shows how the NBA is a modern sport that wants to learn from other sports and and diversify and improve and we've seen them be the pioneers uh, of many things so th- they've always been on the cutting edge of improving the game uh, and they've been in talks uh, the news came out that they've been in talks with the MBPA to finalize details of an in-season tournament Ooh. which is essentially a cup competition that will carry st- will start in November eight teams advancing to single el- elimination finals which will take in December uh, and all games are part of the normally scheduled season. So essentially, it's an FA Cup for the NBA. And like I said, they are a sport that loves to, and, and a league that wants to learn and wants to improve and, and grow while its fan base is growing. And it's been a criticism of mine of you know the Premier League or football and FIFA in general, how they've been very scared to kind of improve the game. But the NBA isn't scared. Um, and, and like I said, it's like an FA Cup, essentially. Mm. What do you think of it? Uh, for me, I'm all for it. I think uh, having that extra competition 
uh, within the NBA itself, uh, it's really good. It gives something else for the fans to look forward to. Yeah, like if even if you know your team is not going to do as well or make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then at least you have something to look forward to. Oh, like, you know, you know what? This is like a short-term league or tournament that they can play in, and yeah, they could do well, surprise other teams. Does it does it give you March Madness vibes uh, coming into the NBA? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like uh, one-off games rather than seven-game series, yeah. anything can happen. Yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, anything can happen within one game. Uh, let's just say a certain player is injured. Another team or an underdog can come in and just surprise you, like what happened this weekend with the Seahawks. Yeah, exactly. So I think, obviously, like with it being single elimination games, like you said, teams that aren't going to be making the playoffs, for them, this is a massive opportunity to to make money or win a bit of silverware because at the end of the day we see March Madness is March Madness because a small team can be a big team yeah. and win the whole thing mm. here you're going to have the same scenario you could have a team like the Sacramento Kings beating the Lakers in a one-off game a couple of lucky games a couple, get a bit of form and, and they're winning a trophy for their, for their team so I, I really like it I really mm. like it and I do wish that football would learn from it and, and learn to improve its game and change things within the game rather than stay stay in, in the same place. I think the only reason I don't see this coming to football is there's a lot of different teams that have numerous amount of games in the season. No, obviously, listen, the, For them, the football's, already, not, football's mm. already got plenty of competitions. I don't mean by adding a competition. I mean just evolving as a game. Yeah, yeah. I think they can always... Basketball and American football every summer... Mm. they sit down they talk about the rules they have and they talk about what rules do we like what rules do the fans like what rules should get changed and so yeah. on do you know what i mean like that you know in the nfl there's been changes to how far a field goal is taken i think things like that could be done in football things like a stop clock rather than a 90 minute clock where time wasting happens i just think football could improve uh, a lot more and the nba is doing and i think it brings a lot of fans to the sports and it will continue to do so um, so it's been it's been something great to see to be honest with you short and sweet on the NBA that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the two half show Osama thank you as always for joining me bro alright thank you for having me man of course it's a pleasure it's a pleasure and thank you guys for sitting in and listening with us as always make sure to leave your comments your opinions on our opinions and make sure to share like and subscribe until next week Keep it locked.